0: Hello Blackhawks fans and welcome in to the Four Feathers podcast. It's Giannani, cracking one here alongside
1: Tony Marchese for a little Thursday Hawks happy hour. How you doing my man? Johnny, I am doing splendid. It is Thursday. As you say, the weekend starts on Thursday. We're going to talk a little Blackhawks hockey. They've been doing some winning. We're probably going to have a lot of Patrick Kane talk here. Johnny, I'm ready to get into it.
0: We're going to have a lot of Patrick Kane talk, Tony, because we're in an interesting situation. We are here live Thursday, February twenty third, um, five fifty p.m., and we've got uh, the New York Rangers are sc- rumored to be a destination for Patrick Kane, and they have scratched um, a couple of pieces that could potentially be parts. Like I said, nothing is official yet; nothing has come to fruition. However. The rumblings that started yesterday that the Rangers, despite already acquiring Tarasenko, were not completely out on Kane, uh, would try to make it work. Obviously, a third team needs to be part of this if it's going to happen, Tony. But um, that's kind of we're on red alert right now, and that's why the title of this episode is Patrick Kane as the Blackhawks Roll the buzz.
1: Yeah, I was not uh, really thinking that we would potentially be live while uh, something might happen. Um you know, this is—we're we're just going to have to work through this, Johnny. Uh, the the eyes are glued to Twitter right now. I'm sure you're scrolling too as well. So, for those of you who are joining us right now, if you see something breaking, throw it in the comments. We're we're looking too. Um, This is sort of a really weird time, and I've got that ominous feeling right now, Johnny. I don't know about you, but the hair yeah. is standing yeah. up on my arms a little bit.
0: I, I feel like there's a dark cloud moving over, moving over Chicago right now. Um, just because it feels like it, honestly, uh, I'll be honest before earlier today, even now last night when Patrick King goes on, uh, the TNT, uh, interview and says, I got nothing for you. Still no decision. Cause obviously he holds all the cards. We know with there's no movement clause. He's got to waive it. He can basically pick where he wants to go. Um, Still hadn't made up his mind yet there. And then you get that report from the New York Post. Like I mentioned, uh, we also um, touched on it at ontapsportsnet.com. Uh, you can go and check that out there for the initial one. But basically, the Rangers are still pushing. And with those trade-related reasons, Tony, just earlier today, uh, I was watching the NHL Network. And uh, for one of those early games, Washington Capitals are set to play the Ducks tonight. They scratched Dmitri Orlov, Garnet Hathaway, and those guys ended up being shipped out. That news probably broke, I don't know, uh, close to like half an hour-ish. After that happened, um, when Washington released that, so feels like the same situation. I don't know about you right now with the New York Rangers,
1: it does. And I mean, we were just seconds away from going live here when we got that message, uh, across our, our on tap sportsnet slack channels that this was going on. Uh, Johnny, Todd, you know, talk a little bit about these two pieces uh, on the New York Rangers side that have been scratched. Give me a little rundown on who these guys are that I'm not going to be able to pronounce their names if they come to the Chicago Blackhawks. I dude, the place to start. This, this is,
0: this is a, it's going to be new for me too, because I'm in uncharted territory not being able to pronounce one of these. Um, it says Vitelli Kravstov, that one's fairly straightforward. Um, and Jake Lashishin. dude, seriously, uh, names that not totally familiar with here um, and very well, potentially could become Blackhawks in, you know, the next hour or so. Um, we'll, that's we'll scary thought, right here. scary yeah. thought, um, but there would obviously be more to it than that. And like I mentioned, anything that happens, if it is going to be at the Rangers requires a third party and almost any other team, right. Um, just because of Patrick Kane's cap hit, um, we've seen it. Other deals have been brokered um, by a team stepping in, willing to take salary Uh, shit when the Rangers themselves, when they previously got Tarasenko, um, that deal was only made possible by the Minnesota wild um, receiving a fourth round draft pick to take on some of Vladimir Tarasenko's contract. So we're we're in that same boat here, uh, but obviously Rangers looking to load up. There's the the, the storylines out the ass, Tony, uh, the Panarin Kane reunion, um, the hole in the top six, because, you know, everybody's favorite holdout player, Jimmy Vesey uh, has been playing in the top six, and that's been kind of a rumbling around the Rangers fan base, and I think he's just kind of a running joke, um, at least (laughs) for you and me here. So that's the hole that the Rangers are looking to fill, and um, it's developing live. I need need a sip.
1: (laughs) Yeah, go ahead, Johnny. Uh, One thing that we do have across here uh, from Stefan Rosner, uh, beat reporter for, I believe, the New York Islanders, um, You know, per a trusted source to him, New York Rangers are hammering out the framework for a deal involving Patrick Kane. It uh, sounds like it could be one that favors the Rangers. That's a tweet that's up there at Stefan uh, underscore Rosner. Um, We've got that. I, I've never heard of him before, Johnny. I don't know how credible that is, but obviously um, with the with the scratches, with the rumors that have involved Patrick Kane, uh, we could we could be getting rather close to this. Nothing from the big accounts yet that I have seen. Uh, one thing I do want to get to is the hashtag Keep cane movement that we've been right. sort of talking about here over the past couple of days. Uh, let's just rewind, Johnny. Let's rewind uh, back to Tuesday night, um, and you and I were in attendance for a game that uh, Patrick Kane did some some Patrick Kane-esque things. Uh, well, let's start right there. Yeah, take it through that. Right, so
0: obviously the Blackhawks have been hot lately, and that is mostly due to Patrick Kane's um, surge uh, as of late. Uh, He's been on fire ever since that Friday night game in Ottawa. Uh, He had a pair in that one to end that road trip. They ended on a high note with a win, came back, beat Toronto, who they had lost to previously um, that week before. Um, Kane had a hat trick, uh, saluted the crowd, felt like, oh, is this going to be the last home game? This thing's been building, right? Um, ever since then and then back home again on uh tuesday comeback win against the uh vegas golden knights that you and i got to be in attendance for and it was awesome if you follow along with us on social media at four feathers pod uh both on twitter and instagram and at on tap those same platforms as well uh you saw some of the excitement that was in the building and tony when he had that breakaway slapshot at the very end of regulation which obviously did not uh excuse me at the end of overtime, which obviously did not end up counting. Um, but that was one of the most electric moments there, and maybe the most electric non-goal um ever <laughs> in, in Black Hawk's history. There, I mean, um, he's
1: he's gotta be he, up there with the Andrew Shaw given, uh headbutt
0: right, goal, right? Given I the mean circumstances yes. though of the and I know that you know obviously playoffs with, with the Andrew Shaw one there, and you could talk about the Nicholas Jalmerson, that penalty with the you know, game seven, a lot of the ones up there, but With the building kind of on edge, wondering, we've been wondering for those last two, really, is this going to be Patrick Kane's last home game? Um, This is the last time we're going to see him at the United Center. Very real thought that was creeping in everyone's mind. That would have been an absolute storybook ending uh, if it were to be. they did come back and win the game. Puck don't lie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't Come lie. back. Come back. They won it in the shootout, proceeded to. Tyler Johnson took care of business there. Um, I loved how Kane tried the clapper, though, Donnie, <laughs> in the shootout because that's what he beat him on, coming down on the breakaway. Fuck it. Try it again.
1: Hey, why not, right? I mean, it was it was an absolutely electric moment, Johnny, and you talk about how loud uh, that that place was when Patrick Kane winds up, you know, just a full slapper, man. I mean, it, we talk about just fucking cranking on the show. All the time, and that's that's what he did there. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I've not gone back and watched the actual replay footage of that goal because I will forever, just as a Blackhawks fan, choose to remember that you know he scored. He, he came yeah, winner. That he scored, right, that, that's yeah. just that's what happened, and yeah. uh, you know it, the the result is the same. Uh, just an epic breakaway, and you know the way that he's played with Max Domi over the past couple of games here since being reunited with him. Has just been, you know, incredible hockey to watch. Uh a lot of Blackhawks fans entering this season were sort of skeptical of what the product on the ice was going to be, and rightfully so. I mean, this is a, a bottom of the NHL team. Um, but they haven't been playing like that lately. And and like you said, man, it's been on the back of of mainly Patrick Kane. Jonathan Tave's been out of the lineup for a while. Max Domi's helped them out uh quite a bit here, but Man, I mean, that is that has been some vintage Patrick Kane. And you talk about a player who, you know, we released the news here and it came out from The Athletic. Uh, you know, the whole league knows that Patrick Kane needs hip surgery. And then all of a sudden, right. you know, by the end of play yesterday, I think it was pretty clear that Patrick Kane's hip is just fine. It's just fine. And the trade interest has gone through the well, roof with the, these last few performances.
0: Right. There's a
1: number of factors
0: here in And obviously the Blackhawks played another game then after that one that we had just discussed, the Vegas one, possibly last one at home for Patrick Kane. Um, They were on the road uh, at Dallas and got down early. They got themselves in the 3-0 hole, right? Um, They came back uh, and they won that game. And obviously it was on the backs of Max Domi uh, and Patrick Kane there. And... In the postgame show, um, I, I was listening to, uh, you know, Colby Cohen, uh, Pat Boyle, Kaylee Chelio, Scott Darling. Uh, they, they were discussing all of these factors here and, you know, what you know what's gotten into Patrick Kane, all this is it motivation for wanting to show out for teams, all that. Um, and they touched on the hip injury. Well, he couldn't be doing this, right? If everybody knows that you need hip surgery and it's so bad that teams don't want to touch them, um, I feel like that is something they brought up, and I agree with it. Uh, maybe some, you know, information spreading around the league, some PR stuff to uh, maybe lower that price, right? Uh, he puts some, some of the bad press out there uh, a little bit on it, make it a little less, you know, attainable or, you know, fellow or opposing GMs, right. Uh, say that you know, the stars wanted to make a push cause they need some offensive help. Um, as we saw, they kind of dried up, uh, after a certain point last night. Um, and maybe that's coming out from, you know, the, the New York, uh, you know, uh, talking heads, uh, to kind of sway that. And, and that's kind of how I took it because, um, it's something that I think he probably does need that. And that was Elliot Friedman that, that said that initially. And that that's, you know, you have your takes on uh, Elliot or Elliot, much as you want any of these guys, any of these reporters, right? There, there's a certain level of trust uh, that you have in any of them. But I, I will say that I think that that's a thing. And you saw Patrick Kane actually have an IR stint. Okay. So it was aggravated, I believe, a little bit right on New Year's Day uh, when he took a hit in that game against the Sharks. And then there was the subsequent IR stint that I mentioned there. Um, I do think it's something that needs to be cleaned up, but he's showing that he can still play through it. So if it is his choice, what he wants to do, go and chase a cup here with a contending team. It's his choice to do so, and they're going to deal with it. And um, he's going to push through it and play and then possibly delay his start to next season. If he really does need that cleanup this off season.
1: Well, Johnny, I mean, we, let's just go back a, a little bit. When these reports came out, uh, you know, we were doing a couple of shows and talking about predictions, who's going, who's staying. Um, and mainly around Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, obviously the Jonathan Taves, uh, I guess, sort of storyline came to a conclusion Um, just a couple of days ago with uh, the answer that uh, Jonathan Taves is going to be out for some foreseeable uh, time into the future, dealing with uh, long COVID and uh, his uh, immune disorder that he has. And so you, I I believe, were of the original mindset that it'll be Jonathan Taves that goes and Patrick Kane that stays. And, you know, that sort of flipped real quick when we had the, uh, the news about Jonathan Taves come out here. Remind me, um, that was
0: before any of the COVID, long correct. COVID comments and any of the scratches before that. This is when we're talking in like early January, right?
1: Yep. Yep. And, and, and here we are today. I mean, this is just sort of, again, uh, as I'll tell the listeners, it's sort of surreal that we're sitting here uh, just gathering all of this information uh, in real time. I did see a tweet from Barstool Chief. He reached out to his sources. They won't say anything. I mean, th- this thing is... It feels close. It feels close. But uh, I'm still hoping for the hashtag keep cane movement to, uh, you know, kind of get back going here. Maybe this is a big nothing. Maybe we're just sitting right. here in New uh, York scratching people. Maybe they are. I'm sure they're talking. Right. And Up until this remember, point, Johnny, we haven't heard that Patrick King has, you know, agreed to give a team out as of and, last night.
0: And remember the volatility of the scratched for trade-related reasons. Arizona started this. They were kind of one of the first ones to do this with Jacob Chickren. And I know this has been a long, ongoing thing with Jacob Chickren dating back to last year. There, there were, you know, rumblings and it happened all summer too is was he going to get moved on draft day um and it's ramping back up here but they were the ones they, they scratched jacob chikrin even though he's their top defenseman there um down in arizona and a deal still hasn't gotten done and maybe that's because Arizona's asking asking prices too high um i've heard that from a lot of the uh you know big uh reporters uh in that realm and then uh, and nothing ever came there, whereas we just saw how quickly it escalated with the Washington Capitals and Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway. Um scratched what like less than an hour ago, and they're already shipping up to Boston, quite literally.
1: Yeah, it'll be crazy to see how fast this moves here, man. Uh, you know, I've the Hawks have been busy, Kyle Davidson's been busy. We've seen a couple of moves so far. Johnny, why don't we touch on those? And we can get back to some some Patrick Kane here talk while we sort of uh, evaluate what's going on. Right.
0: Yeah. Um. So Kyle Davidson has been a little bit busy as of uh, late. So there, there was a trade yesterday um, and that was basically a salary dump for the Ottawa Senators. Right. Uh, Nikita Zaitsev, uh, that's a big money contract that um, they're in an interesting situation out there in Ottawa, I'd say, um, because they're not complete basement dwellers there. They have the ownership situation going on. Regardless, all those factors accumulate in them wanting to dump Nikita Zaitsev contract. That's been no secret. Um, Kyle Davidson, as our guy Ron Luce, wrote at ONTAPSportsNet.com previously, willing to weaponize cap space, and that's exactly what he did because the Blackhawks uh, got themselves a nice little draft haul, Tony, um, especially with that second-round pick in the upcoming draft, obviously you have Zaitsev under contract for next year too. Um, but once again, another rebuilding season. So if he sits in the press box at the UC most nights, that's not the worst thing in the world. If they want to get younger guys in on D or obviously we've seen injuries, guys like Jared Tenorti, um, a number of guys in the blue line uh, that can go in or out. Um, He could be a piece that's on there. So that's for Zaitsev. But like I said, that second round pick is kind of uh, the you know real selling point probably what helped put Kyle Davidson over the top and uh, taking that money on and then um there was also another pick and I'm trying to track down exactly what that one was i want to say that a fourth rounder in not this upcoming draft though
1: um that was next year
0: let's yeah fourth round pick in
1: yeah what year believe it's 2026. 20, oh 2026. 20, okay. okay.
0: So that's um that's where they're at with Nikita Zeitz i've returned But um that, uh, that was the first move uh kind of that got the ball rolling for Kyle Davidson. Then we GM, like the,
1: GM Ron Luce really loves that move yeah. by the way
0: you can go check out Ron GM our guy GM Ron who Tony's referencing there. Uh go check out his articles on tapsports.com uh click on the blackhawks tab you can find uh he, he breaks these down really well um ron's our GM this podcast so uh, go and get his take on that because he can kind of spell it out in in written form a little bit longer than we can uh you know ramble on here next one though we wake up to a bit of news this morning cole gutman uh who had previously been on see, not cole gutman but cole gutman's already here uh that was david gust he'd been tearing it up at rockford so good for him but he was only on an ahl contract i think they just expect him to be a guy in the a this year Um, he's played his way into this and I think they foresaw moves that were going to be coming here. Um, so they signed him to a two-way deal and recalled him too. That was kind of a, you know, um, sort of, uh, precursor you could say. Um, and then another trade happened after that. A few hours after that, um, depth trade in the minors with Josiah Slavin, guy who got just Brief cup of coffee, 15 games with the Hawks last year uh, for He's shipped out to Anaheim uh, in exchange for Hunter Drew. And this is an interesting guy, Tony. I had, I had to pull it up here because I'm no San Diego Gauls insider expert. Um, But Hunter Drew came into professional hockey as a defenseman. And when you go and look at the graphic that the Blackhawks made for this trade, it's listed as forward. So you go and like, okay, what's going on here? Numbers are pretty honestly comparable to Slavin. So you're like, okay, is he playing forward? Is he playing D? Um, like I said, maybe someone from Anaheim can fill us in a little bit more here. However, listed as a forward, he did transition last year. I saw there there was a you know uh, thing about it benefiting the Gauls at that time, uh, kind of around this time last year uh, when he transitioned playing some right wing. So um, listed as a forward on that um, potential placeholder. Four guys that may be on the move here. I saw uh, Tab Bamford uh, from, you know, Bleacher Nation kind of speculating that um, on the Twitter.com machine, Tony. So um, th- that's kind of where we're at with this wheeling and dealing. And, you know, putting all these puzzle pieces together, it's looking more and more like a Patrick Kane trade maybe on the horizon.
1: Yeah, I, that's, you know, man, I, I I really don't want this to happen. Um, I, I think we've, we've sort of expressed this, in in many different ways over the past couple of, of evenings of watching Blackhawks hockey. Um, and, you know, if if something does break here in the next, you know, few minutes, hours, days, granted we've got, what, uh, just about a week, uh, week and some change here uh, before the trade deadline officially passes, um, it will be nice at least to uh, think back to these final moments that we've had with Patrick Kane. Um, in a Chicago Blackhawks jersey, uh, you know you got your hat trick. You got the OT winner that we both agreed just a few few minutes ago that uh, that counted, and then you had a, a wonderful comeback performance in Dallas uh, to really just you know sink in. Um, yeah, you know, he was on hat trick watch just last night for a large portion of that game, which is always exciting. I wish he uh, got that puck a little bit earlier with the empty net, Johnny, and it would have really sealed the deal, but. Um, you know, the, the hashtag keep Kane movement, uh, you've seen, you know, uh, tons of different, uh, you know, Blackhawks talking heads come out here and want the Hawks to keep Patrick Kane around. Uh, The the future is, is certainly going to be interesting here, Johnny, um, without, without Patrick Kane in the mix, like, just take me through how you're feeling right now. If, uh, if this were to go down.
0: Um, I, I got to refer to our guy, uh, Patrick Comiskey, who has been big on the keep Kane movement. Uh, he actually wrote a post about it on tap You can go and check it out. Um, in these last minutes, while Kane is still officially, um, a Hawk for the time being, um, he says, uh, he put it best he says with it, seeming like a Patrick Kane trade is coming. I know now know how people on death row feel. And I said, Alexa play hallowed be the name by iron maiden. That's where I'm at.
1: You're in the fields. It looks like a lot of people are in the fields. I'm just scrolling the Twitter feed here, and uh, there, there's a lot of Patrick Kane fields. Johnny, when Marion Hossa had left the Blackhawks, uh, obviously due to early retirement, we did an 81 for 81. Are we going to have to do 88 for 88? And how easily do you think we'd be able to get that done?
0: I think Patrick Comiskey might do half of them um, on his own, so it, it'd be pretty damn easy. Um, it'd be quick, but yeah, I think it would be more than necessary um, to do so honoring the greatest Blackhawk
1: of all time as he'll go down when it's all said and done. I think he absolutely will, Johnny. I just dropped Pat Comiskey's uh, article in the, in the YouTube comments for anybody who wants to go give that a read. Uh, I believe the title of that is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what was that? Uh, Tanner, don't, yeah, don't you want to stay a little while? Tanner, don't it, you want it, to stay a little while? It's a great post from, from our guy, Pat Kraminski. Um, and I think it's very timely, uh, considering what we have going on here. No news, uh, that I see as of uh, this yeah, moment. I, I, w- I wanted
0: to comment on that, Tony, since you brought that up. And when we were discussing this, I know you brought up that one, uh, you know, was a uh, New York uh, Islanders, uh, insider that had said that framework for cane deals being laid out. And obviously we have the hint with the uh, New York Rangers PR uh, with their scratches for trade related reasons tonight. However, I have a reporter's list of Twitter and it's all the uh, you know, big name hockey reporters that where you get your news from, right? Frank Cervelli, Elliot Friedman, Obviously, the GOAT, Bob McKenzie's on there. I know he's partial retirement, but he'll be around for Trade Center days um, and stuff like that. Um, all of those guys are on there. And then of the Blackhawks reporters, too, the Scott Powers, Mark Lazarus, uh, Ben Pope, Charlie Remiliotis. Deafening silence. Nothing in the last 29 minutes. Last one was from David Pangnota, and that was just a correction on the Capitals-Bruins trade. Some deafening silence, Tony.
1: It is sort of deafening silence. I don't really like the silence because it feels like it's going to give me some false hope. It's going to give me some false yeah. hope. And then we're going to get like struck with something probably five minutes after we hop off here. And it, it won't be, yeah, that's, that's what's that, going to happen.
0: That sounds like the most likely scenario. Um, But I, I want to take this, uh, as I said, with those, you know, names that I have up there that have been quiet for the last half hour here. Um, Don't get fooled because I've already seen a fake Darren Dredger with, the, you know, uh, the, like the people that do the fake Adam Schefter at the NFL trade deadline with the fake Woj uh, at the NBA trade deadline. Don't get fooled by the fake Darren Dredger, the fake Elliot Friedman, the fake Sarah Spaghetti and Meatballs. Don't
1: I thought you fooled. couldn't impersonate anybody on Twitter anymore. I thought Elon outlawed that. Yeah, what's Elon doing on this joint? Can I mean, really he should be protecting the Patrick Cade trade rumor, you know, central right now. Uh, we might need to open up a support ticket we, with Twitter. Yeah, so if you see it reported, it. Yeah. <laughs> It, I mean, I can't imagine if, uh, if I was just opening my phone and scrolling past that and, and saw that with everything going on right now, I stop my heart for a second. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like this when this happens, Johnny, this is, this is worse than like a scheduled dental appointment. It's worse than, than anything else. Cause you just feel right now as if something's going to happen. Um, on, on the other side of that, though, Johnny, Patrick Kane's on an expiring contract. Should he leave? Do you think he's coming back? Do so you think there's a chance? I've,
0: I've yeah, I mean, should he? Fucking absolutely, right? Um, come back and get all the uh, accolades, right? And he said himself, and it was around this time last year when um, he said that it would, you know, not many guys get to suit up for one organization for their whole career, and he said it would be an honor and a privilege. That's a quote from him. Once again, it was like March second last year, but he did say that. Um, so circumstances with where they are right now, he may have a brief stint with another organization, um, but he could still play the majority and be obviously remembered as a Blackhawk. He'll always be remembered as a Blackhawk, but in terms of racking up those uh, franchise accolades, uh, something that our guy Pat Comiskey uh, hinted on in that article that's in the comments here. Uh, and I would say it's a no-brainer. He absolutely should, but there's absolutely no guarantees Shit, what if the Rangers do go on an absolute tear um, and there's a maneuver that, that goes on for them uh, to try and get him to sign, come back? The, the appeal of playing with Panarin, um, we've got these guys loaded up and we, we want to try and run it back. You never know what can happen. Or there could be another team that's willing to fucking just shell out for him. That's always a possibility. And it's the Hawks should have the cap or,
1: space to do it. The Hawks should have the cat cap space to do it. Abso- I think
0: they absolutely will, but it's once again, I also don't think it's tough because we're talking about the you know who's gonna go down as the Black Hawks goat. And you would think, yeah, just give him the bag, like we always talk about that in baseball, right? But it would probably be unwise for Kyle Davidson to go and sign <laughs> Patrick Kane to an absolutely you know ball breaking massive AAV deal um, unless you structured it in a way so that you would still have flexibility for when you want to start being good again. Right. Um,
1: Yeah. And that, that puts Kyle Davidson in the black uh box at a really weird spot. Doesn't it?
0: We've got, Okay. All right. Yeah, it does. All right. Sorry. We, we got a live update in here. And uh, from the fourth period, uh, thanks for S. uh bringing this to our attention. But he says, as from the fourth period, David Pagnota on Twitter, as of the last hour, for what it's worth, Krastoff has not been informed of any potential move. Lots of New York Rangers slash Patrick Kane tra- chatter tonight, and it may get there, but this seems premature as of this minute. So the over half hour silence has been broken. Um, that's at the fourth period on Twitter. Um, that's our latest that we have on Patrick Kane.
1: I love it, Johnny. Let's let's simmer in this for a little while and just know that it, it probably won't happen while we're on here, which is, uh, for better or for worse, I don't know how I'm going to react when this goes down. So, um, you know, that's that's interesting. It's interesting. It's something but uh, nothing concrete yet. Who's going to break this, Johnny? Who do you think's going to break this? Let's play a little beat yeah. reporter guess. Who's going to get this one? Who's got the scoop?
0: So I want to say Elliot has been kind of the leader in this early, you know, kind of just a little over a week out, right? Because it's next Friday and we had the move um, with, the, there was, I know the Tarasenko thing happened, what, that was a couple of weeks ago. That was really jumping the gun on New York's part there. Um, so I don't, remember exactly who broke on that one but um i'd want to say elliot what was the most recent one that's kind of been the first out whereas as other things have gone um frank sarah spaghetti is a leading candidate up there but right now recent trends i'd probably put it on elliot
1: i'm gonna I'll, I'll toss my my hat in the ring for our guy frank I think he might come out of the woodwork on this one. Elliot will probably have it a couple minutes before him, but Frank's got those fast fingers. He'll get that tweet up faster yeah, than the, Elliot.
0: The thing is, Elliot will yeah, Elliot will put it up, and it'll just be a very brief one, and he'll have to add like four more to give the full context, whereas Frank will give you the banger that's maybe after Elliot, but it's the full details in there, and then, yeah. So, uh, all right, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Maybe a little friendly bet on that, Elliot versus Frank.
1: Elliot versus Frank on this show. I think that should be like a a constant thing that we've got going on here. We could uh, play, you know, beat reporter who's going to get the scoop. Um, Johnny, with that said, you know, we've got we've got this news now that it it seems a little premature. Um, When when you start to think about it's premature, where are you where are you gauging this at that Patrick Kane actually gets moved to New York? I was just reading that report that uh, we talked about earlier on in the show from that uh, New York Uh, report that came out, and I did see that uh, there was another team mentioned in there. I believe it was the Maple Leafs. Could you potentially start to see – we did hear, although I want to back this up, we did hear that Patrick Kane will sort of give out one team at a time or maybe two teams at a time. Do you see the Blackhawks being able to negotiate a good deal for Patrick Kane, or are we going to be extremely underwhelmed by whatever the return is here?
0: I think you'll get some quantity, right? Because you're talking about number of prospects or picks that are coming back, but I don't know if it's going to be the quality that Blackhawks fans feel is worthy of Patrick Kane's allure.
1: That's, that's exactly what I'm, I'm afraid of because there's going to be a mass revolt. In it's, an, it's
0: an interesting situation because you have to be right by Kane and this goes to his full no movement clause. So he has all the leverage here and that takes all the leverage away from Kyle Davidson. And our guy Comiskey broke it down on in that article that once again is in the um, comment section here about, you know, the bleed for Patrick A to stay basically. Uh, but that, that's one of the factors that plays into it and that the Blackhawks aren't going to get the return uh, that maybe you would feel like it's worthwhile for um, because then If you're going kind of one team at a time like that, that team knows they're the only team like Kane has said that he will go then. And it's a matter of can we make, you know, this work out and other teams can basically lowball. I mean, it's not going to be like, oh, we're you know not going to give you shit for him. It's not going to be like that lowball. But you know what I'm saying? Where's the value? It's going to be, gonna a,
1: little be bit, a little bit off. Yeah, yeah it's going to be really hard to get the return that I think people are looking for here. Obviously, you had brought up some points, too, as well about, you know, what's the PR spin on this? What's actually going on with the hip? Um, was that trying to bring the value down? Um, and then, of course, like you mentioned, I think the biggest thing here is this is all in Patrick Kane's court. Um, I think that I'm going to be underwhelmed with whatever return comes back i don't know about you i'm just going to be underwhelmed with it no matter what it is
0: i think i am too because a we i think we know that you know draft picks are draft picks and it's good to have capital don't get me wrong That that's there's been a reason why teams go and stockpile and trade it players away for picks and the blackhawks acquired some nice picks right From like brandon hagel trade um obviously with the cat and doc trades last year um stockpiling picks um th- that's one thing but there's no guarantee that those turn out um, how you want him to, and then also with prospects, you, you got like that Kravstov guy. I heard there's, uh, I, like I said, I, I'm not in uh, uh New York Rangers Twitter l- like we are in, in Chicago Blackhawks Twitter, right? Um, but there, there's fear that he may want to go and back to the KHL because he's a Russian guy, started his career there, came over, um, has played you know a little bit with the Rangers here, but not really eighth overall pick sort of levels. of, Production in minutes that you would expect, right? Um granny's still young. I want to say he's only like 23 years old. However, we've seen you know Russian players sometimes want to go back to the K because they're going to make some better money there than they would at the NHL, uh, given where
1: their skill sets are. Absolutely, uh, it, that's it's going to be it's going to be rough. I don't think we're going to get anything that uh, comes back here and is is really. You know, eye popping off the charts the way that you would expect this in, in some other sports. Uh that said, there's gonna be plenty of opportunities, Johnny, in my opinion, for the Blackhawks to bring back some pieces right, we, at this deadline. We've
0: got we another update, Tony. Okay, it, it, we got for, for Pierre Lebrun. Uh, it says from Patrick Kane's agent Pat Brisson. Uh Patrick has not made any decision at this point. Um Wow, that's it. I'm sure that's his text text message that Pierre LeBrun got uh, from Kaner's agent. But th- that's it. That's the extent of it.
1: All right, really keep good. keep Kane's hashtag back. Um, I love that. I love that we don't have a decision at this point in time. I- I'm feeling be- I'm feeling better as, as as we go on here, Johnny. What do you think? I
0: think you are well, for all of us, this whole process is just going to delay the inevitable pain. And now I kind of don't like it because the mental anguish is going to hang over me all night because based on Dave Penyota's tweet doesn't sound like deals getting done tonight.
1: Don't stop believing. Hashtag keep going.
0: What sport is this?
1: It doesn't matter.
0: What team is this?
1: This is, this is the Blackhawks we're is talking the about. End of the Blackhawks?
0: The, is this the end of the Sopranos? Or are we just going to get cut to black?
1: No, we're going to just, yeah, well, who knows? But the world can end at any time, Johnny. That's that's just a known fact. We could be sucked up by a black Dude, hole If Patrick the Patrick Kane, Kane trade happens. If Patrick Kane know.
0: gets traded, I would probably just want the
1: world to end at that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, we're going to be doing this for a little while. Uh, man, make sure you're – I feel like I'm watching, you know, uh, overtime playoff hockey game right now with Twitter and looking for trade r- rumors and reports here from all the big NHL guys. This is this is absolutely fantastic fun um if you like you know high blood pressure situations and uh you know you can handle that then uh this is fun for you for others it, it's probably not as much Johnny I know you get uh <laughs> you get a little annoyed with these things during the baseball off season right, or yeah. the baseball trade deadline this one just it hits home it's a little bit more personal especially yeah, when you it, talk about a guy who has done everything that Patrick Kane has done for the Chicago Blackhawks organization.
0: Yeah. It, Cause I think with the keep Kane movement uh, that we we've been, you know, kind of, kind of pushing uh, on the Twitter machine, um, especially given his recent performances uh, and it makes you appreciate him, you know, and not that you would have that ever dropped off, but you kind of, Faded into the background at certain points, right when he went on IR, there was kind of like, oh, okay, like, is this, you know, going to be slowed down sort of campaign? He, he wasn't putting up any eye popping games. Maybe he'd score a goal or dish a nasty assist here and there, but now he's doing it. And I think uh, EJ Raddick on NHL Network today um, said that it was uh, shades of looked like you could have just, you know, expected that video. It was like the highlights of his last couple of games to have been from like eight years ago. Right. Um, so it kind of refocuses that um, perspective on it, Tony. I think that's um, w- where I'm at with it. And so it, it's so like I said, feels like we're on death row right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Johnny, I, I, before we got that update, which thank you for, for cutting in and, and giving that to everybody uh, I was talking about, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for the Blackhawks to bring back something of value from this trade deadline uh, let's talk a little bit about some of these other guys. Jake McCabe's name has been thrown around quite a bit today. I don't know if you uh, have seen some of that stuff, um, but uh, who do you expect to to go uh, in the next few days here? I would say yeah. Jake McCabe is one of them. Sam Lafferty is another yeah, one.
0: Hit, hit me with an, any insight that you got from today because I, I did not see anything on McCabe today. However, I was going to that's going to be the first name that I said. Um, yeah, he's going to so- go because teams need defense. Shit team that we already did uh, deal with the ottawa senators have been looking for d i think um was it El- yeah elliot uh, on nhl network he did a little guest spot earlier today and he had said all season long senators have been asking about any available d-man and he figured that it wouldn't come until closer to the trade deadline and shit maybe jake mccabe is a trade deadline day um deal uh, that happens unless a team has a you know blatant injury something that it- Arises over the weekend here, um, but Jake McCabe would definitely be my top target, and I think he's been on Frank Sarah Spaghetti's uh, trade targets uh, over at Daily Faceoff for a long while now.
1: He has, and this was another one from the fourth period today uh on their show. Um, uh, David Pagnota said, uh, "It's not when." Or it's not if, it's when the Blackhawks trade Jake McCabe. So I agree with that. I, I think that you know that was a name that we sort of tossed back and forth here uh, a little bit ago, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, on whether or not you know the, the Hawks would benefit from keeping him around another year uh, or shipping him off right now. He's got the what is it, two years left on this deal, remainder of this year, next year. Uh, so you know that's that's a name that uh, it's got. It's got a contract attached to it that any team who's looking to bring in a quality defenseman uh will get an extra year out of. Uh, that's gotta be something of value. Johnny, what do you think? At least a first round, maybe a second round uh pick there headlining first,
0: that. I don't think you're getting a first round for him. Second I know round headliner. And, I know that that sounds more realistic in the second to third range there. I'm not great at completely sizing up returns um on these, but it, it takes a significant, you know, kind of chunk to get a um, first rounder. That, that that's kind of tough, and I, and no defense is an area of need. However, Jake McCabe isn't necessarily. While he's he is a solid veteran defender, good, good presence, and he's finally been staying healthy over the last couple of seasons. That's all great and dandy, but his name doesn't
1: warrant first round status, right? I wouldn't I wouldn't say it warrants first round status. I just wonder what you'd be able to pull off with that extra year. Uh, and depending what else is out there in the in the defense market, if uh, it's a very uh, scarce. Uh, trade market for quality defensemen with multiple years on their contract yeah to, like, maybe, be able to get something maybe, shit maybe I, i'm not if, gm ron though I, maybe, i'm not gm ron so maybe we need to ask him.
0: maybe like i think the only way that you could like bump up uh, that far and maybe that could work in the blackhawks favor is if arizona is just stubborn as a bull and doesn't uh want to drop their asking price for jacob chikrin uh so nobody's going to want to go and target him and you're looking or a reliable guy uh, on the back end um, that may be something and like you said the scarcity of resources uh, could, could play a factor into what the return eventually is there but I agree with that um, report there that it's not a matter of if it's when for Jake McCabe and I would guess probably sometime next week um, when he goes so let's move on to the next one Sam Lafferty I think another one pretty not as sure as the if when thing there, um, with Jake McKay, because forwards are also um, a little bit of a different breed, um, when it comes to trade markets, there. So, um, I would say he's done enough this year, though. Uh, and his style plays well in the playoffs, which is something that competing teams are looking for here. Uh, when you're talking about trade deadline acquisition, so, um, he's my boy. We love him, we, we love the fire, passion, grit, TWTW, the toothless grin. Um, but I could see Sam Lafferty He's played himself into that um kind of,
1: you know, great trade bait category. He has Johnny uh just his work on the uh the penalty kill, too, all season uh, for the Blackhawks has been tremendous. Um, I, I think that he's probably a, a name that might go, but if I'm just going to guess a return, maybe something in the third fourth round uh, for Mister Lafferty. Right. Uh, I think he winds up, uh, you know, in, in somebody's bottom six is a really really nice depth piece. Uh, might get himself a chance to go chase a, a cup. Uh, Max Domi is the next name I really want to talk Dude, about. I wanted,
0: I wanted to because. I wish I had more to tell you, but he is not someone that I've heard a lot of buzz in terms exactly. of in terms of actual legitimate suitors who are saying that, oh, we've called and checked in on Max Domi. Maybe if there has, and I missed it, let me know in the comments here. But as far as I'm concerned, I haven't really seen anything concrete on it. Obviously, his play, and you look at his deal, that obviously all makes sense. It lines up. I think that's what we thought at the beginning of the year. It's, oh, yeah, this guy's easy trade bait flip at the deadline but I just haven't seen anything materialized yet. And obviously there's still a little over a week to go for it, but I would have thought we'd had a little more steam on someone like him over Sam Lafferty. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and to an extent over uh, Jake McCabe, I thought that both uh, Andreas Athanasiu and, and Max Domi would have had all sorts of chatter around uh, both of those guys, especially right when they were signed and Domi's been playing some really great hockey uh, over the last little stretch here. Obviously, uh, a lot of people play really great hockey when they're on a the line with Patrick Kane. But, um, you know, those two kind of really found it. Like I said in the beginning of the show here, I'm surprised just as much as you are that there isn't like at least one or two teams that have been linked to Max Domi. And, and maybe, maybe just maybe that's because the Patrick Kane sweepstakes is, is sort of still open and we're, you know, he's obviously the top tier forward that, uh, is on the market or maybe not on the market rumored. Um, and so Max Domi sort of falls down to that second level, but I, I'm just like you, man, I'm a little bit surprised that there's not at least some sort of rumor about Max Domi right now. And, you know, to an extent, I'll throw it down to Andreas Athanasiou as well.
0: Yep. I w- would absolutely agree with that on that front. I will say Athanasiou did hit a little bit of a dry patch, um, that maybe uh, negated some interest or at least the team um, really jumping out and wanting to make that initial call to Kyle Davidson there um, on him, or maybe they have, and it just hasn't been linked to the media. But um, there was, like I said, that that dry spell in his play. um, Because if you're going to acquire a guy, you're going to give up a draft pick. You're going to give up a prospect. It's got to be worthwhile, right, Um, for – thinking he can fit into a uh, role on your team. And he's not exactly, you know, basically, what does he bring you? He brings you speed. He does bring a good drive to net ability. However, he ain't going to kill penalties for you. He's not necessarily a power play, you know, aficionado. I wouldn't call him, uh, you know, like Patrick Kane, obviously you think like him, power play specialist, right? Not exactly the case for Andre Seth and a CU. His game's better in the open ice and team that needs speed sure going at him, but he's not bringing you a whole lot of intangibles outside of that. And he's a winger, not a center.
1: Now say they do move Patrick Kane, Max Domi, Sam Lafferty, and, 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 to see you who's playing forward on the top line for the Chicago Blackhawks after Jason
0: Dickinson is absolutely first line center. That's number one. Um, on the wings though, shit, Tyler Johnson, um, Cole Guttack I think has pro- proved his way uh, yeah. in, in into that mix. Um we're you know shit you're probably going to give David Gust a run, he'll probably be a little bit lower in the lineup, but uh, you're going to give him some run there. Taylor Radish, I have not that's another one. I, I think I, I was listening to um I have to go off on a tangent on him, but it, I just get the feeling that he's staying. Um because he, he's another guy that once again we, we haven't heard a whole whole lot of rumblings and what they can change between now and, and next Friday. Um but I was listening just a little bit, uh, segment with Colby uh, Cohen from NBC Sports Chicago. He was on with Frank on the daily face-off show this morning. Um, and this was just Colby saying that he would put Taylor Radish on one of those boards, but Frank didn't really seem to have anything to corroborate that in terms of teams asking, interested, all that. So um, that's just something that I bring up. I would imagine he's here because he, guess what? He was part of the return last year that you got back from uh, Brandon Hagel, you know?
1: Yeah, so you he might you might learn a little bit of a longer look from this this Blackhawks. See, I you know it, right. I I don't think that he's a guy that gets moved either, Johnny. Um, just for the mere fact of there's so many other guys that the Hawks can deal. I don't think anybody's calling in on Taylor Radish. I I just don't.
0: Right. It is a nice little uh point production though, when you do for you know what his ability is where he's at in this stage of his career um, and given the cast that's around us here, uh, around him here in Chicago. So um, be interesting to see on that front there, but I think, you know, look at Connor Murphy. I know um, there is, he'd been mentioned a couple of weeks ago uh, by Frank uh, alongside Jake McCabe, um, just in terms of, you know, trade targets, maybe a little bit of rumblings going on there. But that I think that goes into his position. Uh, defensemen, teams that are going to be contenders looking for um, depth on the blue line.
1: Johnny, we've got uh, we've got one more update um, coming from Charlie Romiliotis. This is the first uh, thing that we've had uh, close to the team. Um, told there's nothing imminent on Patrick Kane on the trade front as of this moment. Rangers are likely protecting their assets by scratching... Uh, Those two players doesn't mean Kane to New York Rangers trade won't happen. Just that a decision hasn't been made yet. Um, So there's sort of a tone there, Johnny, if we want to read in into that. Um, It seems like these scratches happened for a Patrick Kane trade. I mean, you can infer that you can infer that uh, nothing is imminent. I've seen this happen in baseball, Johnny, and five minutes later, you know, you've got the, you've got the, the Frank and Elliot, you know, versions going out there from Jeff Besan. So, um, I, I don't know. I just wanted to share that, that little piece yeah. of information.
0: Right. Yep. I saw that. That's the latest on that front as well. So, um, Follow us on Twitter at four feathers pod. Cause we're uh, getting close to wrapping the show up here, Tony. Um, we, we appreciate you guys sweating it out here. Uh, sharing a little bit of Patrick Kane uh, reminiscing at the same time here. Um, but you know, we're, we're going to have a lot more of this coming up in just over a week, Tony, we've got our four feathers tank center. Um, you know, uh, the, we are going to get together um, and go live for, for a decent amount of that. I have a lot of content coming from you that day. So make sure you're following us at Four Feathers Pod and on tap sports that on Twitter and Instagram, um, because we'll, we'll be kind of doing our version of what you see on TSN's Trade Center.
1: <laughs> yes, we will. I'm looking forward to that one, Johnny. Um, and uh, if we do have uh, breaking Patrick King news, I would imagine that we'll be right back here on these airwaves, follow us at Four Feathers Pod on Twitter. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube. Thanks to everybody who came in here and uh, partook in the live chat on YouTube. We can't see any comments from the Twitter side. I know we had uh, quite a few people show up uh, via Twitter. Uh, If you're watching from there, please, please, please hop on the YouTube, like, and subscribe to that and interact with us. Uh, We enjoy the camaraderie and like you had just said, sweating this out uh, with you and I, Johnny, on the uh, the Patrick Kane trade that uh, appears potentially imminent or maybe not. Um, It's it's a roller coaster ride, as it always is with uh, Blackhawks hockey.
0: Yep absolutely think you put it best there, Tony, And that uh, YouTube is uh, YouTube.com slash on So uh, hit the little alert bell and you'll know when we go live. And obviously um, all of our great Chicago sports content um, across all of the major teams there. Um, you can find all of that and at on tap dot com. So um, Tony, just about ready to wrap it up here. Um, man, I'm nervous. I'm sweating a little bit right now. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm going to be glued to this phone, Uh, you know, just watching just like everybody else is here. Um, Man, this has been a, uh, a wild last hour, Johnny. Wild last hour.
0: Yep. All right. That's all I've got for now. Uh, I'm sure as soon as we hop off, something will happen. So you know, yeah, we might we might be back
1: on these airways tonight. <laughs> you never know.
0: <laughs> that's just the way she goes. But once again, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Thank you for sweating it out with us here at the Four Feathers Podcast. Until next time, Tony. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks. Keep King.